0: So I want to continue talking uh, from the uh, the whole uh, theme, the word that we have for the year, that is uh, year of a gathering uh, from the perspective of the life of Nehemiah, okay? Now, uh, I'm sure you would have seen this uh, character or this person in Bible called as Nehemiah. Yes, no? Okay he's a very interesting person i think uh, you know he's one of my favorite uh, bible characters uh, just because he has he had the coolest job in the world you know his job was a cup bearer you know he was a cup bearer what do you do you understand what do you mean by cup bearer his only responsibility was before the king ate food or drank any drink he just had to taste it that was the easiest job you know i will just grab that opportunity if i ever get that uh, you know work and now if you if you actually look at the personality uh, of, or rather the position of uh, this this work job description is not a very uh, highly respected or i mean uh, you know it's not a very flamboyant kind of a role but you still have access to a lot of things because he is actually risking his life so that King, sa- King is safe. safe. Because you know, when he tastes that food, and if everything goes wrong, like someone has mixed poison or something else, who will die first? Cup-bearer will die first. Then only it should go to King. So if he dies, so King is actually looking at the clock. Five minutes, no reaction. Let's bring the food. Can you see? His job description is not very, uh, you know, very uh, appealing. It's, 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 it's okay, it's a job there, uh, but uh, beyond the job description, description this person had a different personality that was attached. You know, his characteristic, his personality changed when there was a burden that was in the city, the, the burden there was in his city. Okay, so I want to take you through Nehemiah chapter 2, sorry, Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 2 onwards. If you all can read together, Hananiah, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other man who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. Now, yeah, he was away from his... uh, you know, hometown or you can you can call it as uh, he was away from his own uh, place where he was probably born and bought up or he had spent a lot of uh, his early days of his life and when he inquired about this place uh, he got this information saying that, that things aren't going well in Jerusalem. You know, there's something wrong that's happening. There's something uh, you know, that the city is in trouble. Of course, we'll read uh, further and understand what exactly is happening. But the moment he spoke to his brother, he understood the fact things aren't great. Now, now, if I look at his perspective, what he did was he processed this information to have a revelation to do something. You know, he had this very, very much of information saying that something is wrong. But, you know, what could we do next? What can we actually do next? That's exactly what the next verse would say. Uh, Can we go to verse 3? They said to me, Things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down. Okay, repeat this, torn down. Toned down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. Now if you look uh, a bit of history you know back in the day uh, specifically uh, in the regions you know historically they had cities you know, of course today also we have cities but you know they had a, a, a city which is bounded by a certain wall. You know, which basically says that this is the internal part of the city. And then everything behind or outside this wall is a different place altogether. You know, which means every other provision that we require for our family, for our kids, for our... Everything was present inside this wall. Now, you know, in those days, breaking of wall or tearing apart the wall down was uh, a sign wherein the city is not doing good. It's, it's a sign wherein it is being attacked. It's a sign being wherein you know the city doesn't have a stronger base, which means anyone can enter into the city and rob whatever is there. You know, so that was a sign. So, uh, so when Nehemiah listens to this, you know, he says that he he understands that the wall of Jerusalem has been torn down. You know, what happens when you actually put a wall down? The wall actually scatters all around. You know, wall is made up of different bricks, which put together as a structure. You know, I cannot just say that the the gates were closed. It says the gates were destroyed by fire. Which means there was a complete access for any external person to come in. Now, if you if you look at the thought process of, of what Nehemiah is going through here, you know he is. Is in a very secured place, which means he's very close to king. None of uh, the enemies of his nation or his city would come and touch him. But when he, he, when he heard, heard about this, he actually had a burden on his heart. You know, in verse 4 he says, When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned." fasted and prayed to God of heaven then I said "O God of heaven the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey him obey his commands amen that's the that's the root verse you know that that um, you know I I I I would be trying to preach. So, can we can we take a minute to pray and 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 ask God, uh, you know, to give me the right words, give me the uh, right understanding to explain it in the right way. Like as Pastor Robin said, uh, I am also very nervous, to be honest. You know, it's 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 a burden on my heart. But on, right now to bring the word, but I don't want to do any injustice. I want to do the justice what God has put in my heart. Come on, thank you, God, for this beautiful time of fasting and prayer for the last uh, four days. Lord, we pray that you know every single day that we navigate that you make us more and more stronger. You make us more and more knowledgeable. You make us more and more understand. You give us that understanding of what exactly is there out for, 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 we, for us to take it and process it, Larry. Lord, thank you again for doing this. Thank you for this time. I cover this place. I bless every single one who's sitting here, even those who couldn't come. Lord, I release this over them, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, if you look at this three words or four words that we, uh, in fact, five words that we read, Nehemiah added information at the beginning. Now, in the world, we have information readily available. But it's up to us how we process it and go to a point where it becomes a revelation to us. Right? See, revelations are not your pastor's role, or rather, not pastor's jobs, but it's your own capacity that will make you understand. You know, the journey from information to revelation is yours and not your pastor's, which means I have to put that word into my heart so deep so that something out of my heart starts beating it up or, or it starts processing it so that it gives me some thought process, what exactly is this? All right, so, so you know, uh, I, I know a lot of us would, would be waiting for uh, revelation, you know, would be waiting for uh, our pastors to talk about revelation. But let me tell you, uh, this is my personal experience Uh, whatever pastors gives as a revelation is still an information for you if you don't process it it's your responsibility to process it and make it as a revelation for you or else the revelation is still with your pastor or the man of God who's actually talking about it so let's 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 Not really run behind revelations. Yes, that's definitely good. But, you know, let's try to look at it from this perspective. How can I process it? How can I work towards it? Now, Nehemiah had an option here. He would have just taken the information and let it go. But he went another level uh, wherein he had this burden on his heart. You know, it says uh, in chapter uh, 4, When I heard this, I sat down and I... And I wept, what is that expression, what does that mean? When you, when you sit and when you wept all day, there is something terribly wrong. Now Nehemiah didn't I have to actually do this to be honest, yes, no, are you understanding what I am saying? And you know, it's like you are in a different place altogether where you have all the luxury, where you have access to uh, you know, every other uh, you know, five-star meal that's been prepared for a king, you get the first chance to have it. The life was set for him. He didn't have to take that burden. He didn't have to really worry what's happening on the other side of the town. But his, he wept. In fact, for days he moaned. Not just that, he fasted. You know, what, what is happening? He is, he is trying to change or he is trying to process this in his understanding to have this revelation that I need to do something for my city. My city is in danger. My city is right now scattered. I need to make a plan. How can I gather it together? You know, that's, that's what his heart was. He went on and said that, oh God of heaven, it's in verse five. Then I said, "O God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love Him and obey His commands." He took this as an opportunity to get God's attention on him right there, Because he knew that only thing that can work in this, in this scenario was to get God's attention and make things happen, because I, I believe that he knew for the fact that it was not in his capacity. You know, to rebuild the entire wall, it's not a piece of cake, because, you know, you, you need to understand, just let's, let's assume, uh, you know, a city as big as, okay, Bangalore would be pretty big in that case, let's say, how many of you know Hormao wagara? How many of you are from Hormawagara? wagara? We call it as United Nations of Hormao. United States of Hormau, streets of Hormau. Imagine that, that piece, I think it's about like what uh, could be around five, six kilometer uh, area. Now imagine this city has this circumference of six kilometer and a wall which was there standing long for so long was torn down, was destroyed, was burned. And now this is, this is one man out of the whole city having this burden of building this wall again. Can you imagine how much it had really moved him? Can you imagine? He could have just said that, I don't really have to care. I don't really even have to think about what has happened. It's happened there, but I'm here safe. Everything is good. But, you know, he had this burden burning in his heart so long that he fasted, he prayed, and and, and, and he, he he called upon god himself you know. i i pray that this season you know many of us would have that burden in our heart you know to fast to pray to to sit in his presence you know uh because because that's necessary that's 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 basics i would say that's something that we should be doing as christians and i pray that that there would be more of us who would start doing this now If you read further in verse six, listen to my prayer, look down and see me praying night and day for your people, Israel. I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. Now, he knew what has happened he also knew what was the consequence, or what was the thing that led this consequence to actually occur. So he, in a, in a way, he processed information into revelation, and he wept over that revelation. What we do, or rather, you know, most of us does is we get that revelation, and we, uh, you know, we kind of abuse that revelation. You know, I have done this personally a lot of time. We have that revelation, but we would never process that revelation into ourselves. It becomes just another wall point. You know, revelation is not a wall point. Revelation is is a point which can change life and change destiny. And he was a man who was determined to change some destinies. He was determined to change some life. He was determined to change something in his city, because he had a burden, because his heart wept, because he he felt the urgency of doing this. He took the banner and said, if not me, who else? You know, that's something we have to learn from Nehemiah. You know, we rely too much on our, uh, you know, our... uh, intelligence we rely too much on our uh, uh, you know the, the 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 what do you say that the provisions that we have that we forget what is actually we are supposed to do what is our burden you know your burden becomes a bullet point and we uh, forget it now uh, I just want to encourage you and and also uh you know take this opportunity to uh thank Pastor Pritchett because I I see him as one of that person who carries that burden very seriously. You know, he has his burden of uh, discipleship, he has his burden for uh, Africa as such, and if you look the way he works, you know, the dedication that he pours um, into those work, you know, it will change your perspective. You know, I have that personal opportunity. Yeah, give it a clap. If you have no other examples of how a person with a burden works i would say come and watch him you know uh, he is the perfect example for that Uh, verse six he's continuing saying listen to my prayer look down and see me praying night and day for your people israel like what pastor robin rightly mentioned you know what happens in the closet really changes or really shifts the dimensions now i'm sure you'll know you know the you know for the fact that nehemiah went and he built the wall in so many number of days and all uh, one thing that really strikes me that one person doing everything uh, you know at one go of course there were many more people to help him but what gave him more courage was this Time of praying and time of prayer and fasting that he personally invested, you know, during those days. And he is not still in a city, by the way. By the way, he's still not in a city. He is somewhere else. You know, he is having all the uh, provision. He's having all the uh, luxurious uh, things around him, and leaving all those stuff. He is putting himself in a position where he is committed to pray. And get God's attention that time. Amen? Amen. Um, Like this is my personal experience like I'm very distracted when I actually travel especially because uh, that's the time uh, you know you don't really have a stable and focused mind. You know there was a phase in my life where I used to travel every month to a different city for my work and uh, I had the leisure of uh, staying in a nice place and everything. You know, I realized that every time I move in the, into that place, uh, it was so tough for me to actually concentrate. Because you have all the luxuries around you. And the best thing was that I, I, I didn't have to pay for that. My company sponsored it. And, and that's the time when you get distracted. And I was thinking about this in the life of Nehemiah. He was pretty much in a similar position. He had all the luxury. You know, he was getting uh, all the five-course meal and six-course meal on time. Uh, not just that, he, was, he, was, he didn't have to do any manual or labor work, probably. That's what I understand. He just have to sit and do the work. But even in that situation, even in that luxury, his heart wept. It, 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 it went to another level of fasting and, and praying. I wondered, if he was a cupbearer, how did he fast? Have you ever thought about it? Because he cannot give an excuse saying that I'm on fast today. Think about it. Probably he would have sneaked out and he would have risk, risked king's life. He would have mentioned that I had had it, you can go ahead. <laughs> so he went to that extent of... Deviating from his job description, if he was working for one of the corporate, he would have been fired the very next day. You know, but he had that audacity of going to another extent. His main job is to eat. Who gets that job? <laughs> Hanny fasted. That's 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 a beautiful side of, uh, uh, in whom I am. Now we we spoke about. Uh, the Year of Gathering. Now, let me remind you, every year when we come with a word, uh, it's not just for you. It's for the church, it's for the congregation, it's for the area that you live, it's for the offices that you go, it's for the city that you live, it's for the country that you represent, it's for everyone. So, this word we are the banners. We are the flag bearers wherever we go. So let's not restrict. Uh, you know, we often see that what is in for me, You know, how this year has been joyful for me. Let's look at it from a bigger perspective. How has this year been for my uh, office folks or for my business people or for my people in my building? Because I just want to remind you, because Nehemiah did the same thing. He knew for the fact that it was his city, for sure. But he was longing for the people in the city. His heart was burdened for the city as a whole. Amen. Verse 11. Uh, Nehemiah O oh Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayer of those of us who delight in honoring you. Please grant me success today. By making the king favorable to me, put it into his heart to be kind to me. In those days, I was the king's cupbearer. Can you switch on that television? This is gone. Can, okay. Okay, thank you, Pastor. So here he is, he is trying to say that, please hear my prayer, listen to the prayer of those of us who delight in honoring you. Please grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. Now, can I tell you, like, uh, the whole thing, you know, I was, when I was reading through this, this chapter and I, and, I, and I reflected that, you know, whatever is happening in our country, you know, all the, all the things, you know, the issues and the problems. And it ca- struck me instantly. It says, please grant me success today by making f- King favorable to me. You know, which means we have the key to change or remove the problem from the root itself. <laughs> because if we pray the right prayers, you don't really have to get into any protest. It's taken care there and there itself, because if King is favorable for me, put this into heart to be kind to me. You know, I'm not against uh, people protesting, I'm not against uh, people going out there, but you know, how about we pray to change the environment? You know, how about we, 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 we diligently go on our knees and pray saying that, God, let's shift the atmosphere because the word that you will put in the in the in the heart of king can change the entire atmosphere it says in the word please grant me success today by making king favorable to me he's not he's not asking god to do that directly he's saying that god make this happen so that king is in my favor which means i have my key to change the dimensions which is there right i would i would encourage you you know Uh, Next time when you hear about the things that's happening around uh, you know the stuff that's going going around that's an opportunity for you to pray to God to change people's heart, to change people's mindset to change the attitude to change the issue to change everything that is not good for the society not good for the country as such Amen? amen now that's exactly what he's trying to do he's pleading for his city. He's pleading the city that is scattered over a course of time. He wants to put it together and make it one again. You know, he is asking those, those prayers. He's, he's actually praying the right prayers at the right time. You know, so that's, that's something that I really, really like about Nehemiah because, uh, because I always associate with this job description. And that that made me realize don't go with JD, don't don't go with job description, you know, the capacity of the person is much higher than any job description can put in together. So if you think that I'm I'm worth for this job or I only have this job, let me tell you your capacity is way beyond your job description. Your capacity is beyond that anybody can put in words in a piece of paper, amen. I don't know what, I I want to encourage um, some of us who feels that, you know, what you do currently is not, uh, you know, the capacity that you have and you have more. Let me tell you, your time is coming, your seasons are coming because after this, you saw Nehemiah transformed into a different person altogether. Although he was doing a cupbearer job for so long, the moment the issue came in, he had to step into a, a zone which made him a different person, right? So uh, if you have friends who feels that they are not working to the capacity, or if you, if you, if you think that they come back and tell you that, you know what, I have this qualification, but I do this job, go and tell them that you know, your season is coming. You are stepping, you're going to step into a different season like Nehemiah did, which is going to change your characteristic, which is going to change your personality. From a cupbearer to a leader. Amen. Amen. Okay, Uh, this is interesting. Uh, Nehemiah 2, verse, uh, okay, let's take... Let's take from verse uh, 2 onwards. Nehemiah, two verse two onwards. So the king asked me, why are you looking so sad? Okay, what was the prayer Nehemiah did before this? To make the king favorable. favorable. Now, he, that person is a king. He doesn't, or or rather he... There's no need for him to talk to a cupbearer. He has his officials. He has his person. He has his government and, and ministers and and, and the, the other big personality in his team who constantly talks to him. But can you see the shift? Can you see the elevation that Nehemiah had here? King comes to him and say, and he's saying, Why are you looking sad? Which means, the king is observing Nehemiah from a very long time. That's what his prayer was, right? Put me in the favor of king so that I have that influence. You know, I'm telling you, this season we're going to be the biggest influencer in our city. We would have access to those people, you know, we would have seen in newspapers, we would have seen even in television, we would have seen them, you know, in big places but This season, I I, I pray and I believe that a lot of us would have that influence where we would be in one-on-one conversation with influential people. Amen? Amen. You You don't look sick to me. Now, this is another level. Which means King is not just looking or observing him, but he's actually observing Nehemiah's emotions. You don't look sick to me. Like, if I have to tell someone, okay, I would say, Jude, You look sick to me. What happened? Basically, I'm I'm actually interacting with you. I would see his face. I would see probably he has not slept the whole day. Uh, I would see that uh, he's not in the right emotion, which means there is a one-on-one interaction that I'm having. Now, can you see the space that I'm with Jude? This is exactly how Nehemiah and the king were in. Now, Nehemiah, as I said, didn't really have this access. But the prayer that he prayed in the previous chapter made this axis a reality. You don't look sick to me, you must be deeply troubled. Now, this is another level altogether. He is going deeper and deeper and deeper into you know, his heart. You know, this is how a husband would ask uh, you know, his wife. Why, why do you look troubled? You know, that's, that's the emotion that, that that the king is actually carrying right now towards Neymar. Then I was terrified Can we go next? Then I was terrified, but I replied. Now Nehemiah himself was surprised. Wow, this is the king? Uh, Have I done something wrong? Are you okay? Uh, Probably he is thinking that uh, uh, the food that I tasted was good and nothing has happened with king. So he was terrified, but I replied. Long live the king. How can I not be sad? Look at this he processed he used his opportunity at the right time he didn't say uh, i'm very good uh, you know how things with you it's an honor to be your cup bearer you know you know i've been here for so many years thanks for noticing this he went to business directly he stepped onto the business the moment king had an interaction. Probably that's what I would do. You know, I would say, okay, uh, you know, so good to work for you. All those things, blah, 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 blah. But Nehemiah was straight to the point. He said, for city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins and the gates have been destroyed by fire. In other words, the city is scattered. Verse 4, the king asked, well, how can I help you? Come on. This is the king who's coming and asking you, how can I help you? You know, I, I, I prophesy this, right? I, I, I repeat that again. Like we would have connections. We would have influence in this season. Wherein people would, a higher authority would come and ask for us You know, if we need any help, if we need any protection, if we need any, you know, uh, resources, I pray and I declare, you know, over this season. With a prayer to God of heaven, I replied, okay? Uh, just, just read this together I replied if it pleases the king and if you are pleased with me your servant send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried he was clear with his vision he was clear with what he exactly wanted in that time you know that's one of the one of, the, one of the key ingredient of achieving a, a, a goal or achieving or really truly living the word. You know, like we lived the whole year saying it's year of joy. But if you don't have the clear vision, what is joy? You have to wait for the year-end sermon again by pastor to explain what is joy. It doesn't make sense for wasting the whole of year so here it's indication for you and me you know it's the beginning of the year let's be clear with the vision right away let's not get distracted let's not get scattered because this is not a year of to be scattered but this is the year of gathering amen verse 12 all right uh before verse 12 uh, okay there was an interaction so i'm just giving a background i'm skipping all the words so uh he gets the leave okay his leave gets approved uh i don't know why there's a queen who also need to ask when would you come probably uh you know all those things and then he goes to his city Uh, now here is nehemiah in the in his land uh in the city where it's not so good it's 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 already in a very bad shape uh verse 11 onwards to to 11 so, Nehemiah is actually inspecting the whole wall. Now, he had information, okay, which he processed and he had this revelation that what's happening in my city, which made uh, or which created a burden in his heart to, to pray, to fast and, and to actually influence to an extent that, you know, he gets resources directly from his king so that whatever is scattered in the city can be rebuilt together. Right? So he is in Jerusalem right now. So I arrived in Jerusalem three days later. I slipped out during the night, taking only a few others with me. I had not told anyone about the plans God had put in my heart for Jerusalem. We took no pack animals with us except the donkey I was riding. Okay. Now look at the transformation, a person who was doing a very uh, easy job, you know, probably, I don't know if I should put that as an easy job, but something which is as simple as cub bearing and now he is in Jerusalem, the moment he steps in, his vision has changed, his, his, his ideas has changed, his, his, his methodology has changed, the way he even talks. I slipped out during nights, taking only a few others with me. He's clear with his vision for the year, that this is the year of gathering and he wants to make sure that I have to build this house or rather build this city in this allotted time. You know, which means we would have to sneak out sometimes during nights, you know, doing, doing something which is not really comfortable for us, which means we have to step out of our comfort zone to see the reality, to see the heart of God, to see what God wants to do through us in this season. You know, that's exactly what he's doing. I had, no, I had not told anyone about the plans. Who had put it? God had put in my heart for Jerusalem. Now, this was a direct download that Nehemiah received during his time of fasting and praying. Now, let me tell you, this fasting and prayer is not going to be a success if you don't really get this download in the seven days. The idea should be to get as much as what God has in store for you and me. You know, which means you have to come back every day. You have to put your heart and soul in every day. You have to go through struggles because here we are talking about serious business. It's, it's not just another person. It's God who is put The plans in his heart. Okay, we took no pack. Okay, fine. 13th, after dark, I went out through the valley gate, past the jackal's well, and over the dung gate to inspect the broken wall and burned gates. Yeah, it again talks about doing stuff that he was never trained for. What was his job? What is he doing now? He was probably thinking about from an architecture level. Or he was making plans, how can, I, how can I rebuild this? How can I gather my people together first? Probably that was his burden first. Because to build a wall, he had to actually build the community together, the congregation together. His dimension shifted. His level of expression shifted. You know, he became a new person altogether. And he had a bigger and better vision. You know, that's why I'm trying to tell you. This vision is not just for you. This is not just limited for you. People outside doesn't have this vision, by the way. It becomes our responsibility to project it on a bigger scale. Amen. Amen. Verse 16. Are Are you guys with me? I guess understanding the flow. Yes, verse 16. The city official did not know I had been out there on what I was doing, for I had not yet said anything to anyone about my plans. You know, this this whole whole season is going to be a, a, a game game changer, if I can say that a lot of us would find our, ourselves in a different place probably, which also would raise a lot of question. Our friends and families would come and ask what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Probably they might not understand what we are doing, but our God truly understands what is going in us. Because he has not told this plans to anyone, probably not to his own family i had not yet spoken to jewish leader the priest the nobles the officials and anyone else in the administration which means there are people who are supposed to do this job there is officials there are big nobles and there is an administration team who is responsible to take care of taking care of what's the mess in the city but why did Nehemiah had to think about all these things? Because he had changed. His, his burden was so heavy that he had to step in and, and, and put him in that position that, that even the officials and the administration people would come to him and you know, be partners with him. You know, all of a sudden you see a leader in Nehemiah. You know, that's what God has called you and me to we are supposed to be the leader, not for a specific area, not for a specific division, but for nations. We have the capacity, we have the, the, the key to do that. Amen? Now, now, that was his heart and he had only one intention that, how can I get this done as soon as possible? Verse 20. Verse 20, I replied, God of heaven will help us succeed. We, his servants, will start building this wall, but you have no share legal. Okay, I'll leave that part, but what caught my attention here is, I replied, God of heaven will help us succeed. No matter how much you put yourself on the grounds, if you don't have the element of God in you, it's still powerless. You're not driven by God. You're driven by probably motives. You're driven by, you know, ambitions which is out there. Let's not that take you control. That's, let's not that take over you. You know, if we have a vision of gathering, you know, let us that be driven by God himself. Let God reveal his plans. Let God give his downloads through this, you know, a time of fasting and prayer. What next? How do we do this together? How do we build this broken wall together in one place? That's, 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 what, that's what's happening. And you know, I'm not going to chapter three, but chapter three is a process where Nehemiah puts a lot of plan gathering people. Now if you, I, I would say, just go back and read the whole book of Nehemiah, especially chapter three, where he gives uh, assignment to different people that you are supposed to do this, you are supposed to do this. So he makes a perfect plan how he can put this project hold together you know because because that was his only objective now if you go to Nehemiah 4 verse 16 again there's a reflection of strategy that he's trying to say but frem then now only half my men will sorry half my half my men worked while the other half stood guard with spear shields Bows and cord of mail, the leader stationed themselves behind the people of Judah. 17. Who were building the wall, the laborers carried on their work with one hand supporting their load and one hand holding a weapon. Now he had this strategy that he knew for the fact, you know, when we are working in the will of God, when we are actually doing what God has told us to do, You can expect attacks from all the side and that's very uh, that's a very possible thing you know that's that's a very i'm not trying to scare you here but that's 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 how uh, you know that's how the other side would try to discourage you that's that's how the other side would want you to pull you down this is my personal testimony i think i shared when i was doing the finance uh, you know finance series and one of the reasons that I had to go back and learn and do a series on finance because my finance was under attack. And it went to another level when I even started doing it. Every now and then I had uh, you know, issues with, uh, you know, I didn't have enough money to do this, do that. Uh, and, and one thing that kept me going was to fight for it. No matter how many times you put me down with that bill that I've not paid for so long, I kept learning more about finance. I, I came back and I, I, I preached on church, you know, for six different Saturdays. There was there's a whole series that we did on finance. One of the reason because I was fighting for my own finance. Now, can you imagine you preaching something where you are actually fighting by yourself? Because that was some, that was one way that I saw that I can fight this demon out of my life. And trust me, trust me, it has worked wonder for me. I'm not exaggerating here, but you know, as we close the year, my finances sorted. Oh. Yeah. And the only only reason that could happen was I fought yeah. with the same weapon that enemy was, enemy was, enemy was trying to put me down. Amen. So let's not get discouraged. Uh, I'm sure there, there have been areas of your life which is open and which is, you know, weak. Let's, let's fight it. Let's fight it. I, I, I like to encourage if your finance is going bad, what you have to do is learn about it. Where is it going wrong? Why is it going wrong? Why are you in debt? You know, one of the first, first thing that, you know, I and Penal did was that to go back and analyze what's wrong. You know, you put everything on, on sheet and then you try to analyze. Then we went to the core saying, this is what it is wrong. And we worked together. We, we invested everything possible that, you know, God, uh, you know, gave us in that season. And I'm sure that will work for you as well. Uh, that, that will work not sure that will work for you I don't know if you are going through that particular phase I advise just try this out hey Amen are we understanding something yes no maybe maybe not I take it that from Pastor Pridhi sorry I'm killing time because I lost my notes this is what the Pastor Harry mentioned yesterday Hallelujah <laughs> speaking, tongues. speaking tongues yeah you know i actually personally do this in my work as well so like i'm a trainer by the way so when i train and I, I don't get the right examples i i i crack some stupid joke and make their attention aside and then come back and think oh this is the one this is the one that i was talking about so that's been there from with me from a very long time um okay nema six Verse fifteen. Okay, read this. This is this is the this is the climax. Okay, or most of us think that this is the climax of the whole. Uh, you know this this uh, person that uh, person Nehemiah was trying to do. So read it together. So on October second, the wall was finished. Just fifty-two days after we had begun. How many days? 52 days. How many days? 52 days? BRC, can I say we don't need 52 days, but we have 51 weeks left? Yeah. <laughs> one week, one week we have already sowed the best. Yeah. What we have to do is continue doing this for the next 51 yeah. weeks. Yeah. Now, Interestingly, you know, a lot of us would be satisfied the moment we say, the wall is built, you know, praise God, brother Nehemiah would be on the shoulders of every, every person running around in the city. There'll be posters of Nehemiah everywhere, you know, uh, you know, praising him for every work. That's where we go wrong. But Nehemiah was not someone who was going for appreciation or, or, or this validation. But what he did was, Nehemiah chapter 7 Verse 1, after the wall was finished, now this is after, wall is already constructed, after the wall was finished and I had set up the doors in the gate, the gatekeepers, singers and Levites were appointed. I gave responsibility of governing Jerusalem to my brother Hananiah along with Hananiah, If I pronounce it correct, the commander of the fortress, Nehemiah was a very serious guy. He didn't let the triumph or let the victory sink in. He kept on working, he kept on building systems, he kept on putting things in place, he kept on making plans and provision that nothing will come and attack again in this city. Because if he was satisfied with what he had already achieved, he would have left the next day to resume his job. Because if if I was in his place, I would say that my job is done. I'm done. Like I did a good job. I would have I would have asked someone to put a poster of my own because I was so proud. But what, that was not his intention. He was he was after the vision of God that he wants to make sure that this is just not. fluke or just not that 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 sense that we feel every time that we you know do something good but this is something that he wanted to make sure that generations and generations would benefit if he would have just said that my job is done there would be there would have been another attack and it's the same story all over again can we read that again verse 7 1 onwards after the wall was finished i had set up doors in the gates he made, sure, you know, right yeah. he made sure there is a right access path. He made sure there is an order in the city. He made sure there is an entry and there is an exit. He kept gatekeepers monitoring that. Yeah. He kept singers and Levites were appointed. He gave responsibility to certain people making sure that they hold this responsibility very seriously. You know, he made his brother the governor. Uh, Yeah, he, it says the responsibility of governing Jerusalem to the brother Anani, and along with his Anani, the commander of fortress. He was a faithful man who feared God more than most. What was he doing? He was putting things in a better place. He was making the place a better every single day that he was there. You know, that's that's what we we have to do year of gathering perfect this year of gathering as pastor prigi said is not just for this generation but you know it's for the generations and generations and generations to come after us for that we got to keep the foundation right now And not afterwards. Because what we do right now, you know, someone else is going to reap benefit. You know, you had the words, right, which says, you sow, someone waters, someone else reaps. So you and me are basically putting that foundation right now so that our next generations can reap the benefits out of it. Amen. Amen. What was the whole idea of Nehemiah coming into the picture? To build. The wall. How many days he took? 52. Before this, what was the whole scenario of the wall? The wall was all scattered. The wall was a ruin. The wall was burnt in fire. But he had one vision of gathering it together. And that's what his heart. He had a information which he processed into a revelation. He had a burden on his heart to work for that vision and not just work but he also got clear instructions from god how do we do it and if he had to get this done in 52 days it has to it has to be god who gave him the right instruction no one else no one else because if you read the whole chapter he would you would say he has allocated work in a way you know like how a specific person has a key responsibility now i don 't think Nehemiah had that capacity all alone because that he was not doing anything of that level. He was just chuma having food and just tasting it out that's all. but then the time he had this vision and idea, his perspective changed, his dimension changed, his whole idea of looking the the, the things changed you know that's that's You know, that's what, uh, you know, Nehemiah teaches us, how he gathered everything together when it was scattered. Amen. Did we learn something today? Can we pray? Can we pray and ask God, you know, let this year be a year where, you know, we go to... uh, Go to a mode of elevation that, you know, we will be elevated like Moses. You know, we would we have that encounters with God that that will change the dimension, that will change the whole idea, that will change the whole meaning for us.